Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast and your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I'm Matthew Toffolo. I'm joined, as ever, by Billy Garrett-John. How are you doing, Billy? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine here, I'm fine there, I'm fine everywhere. Good, um, good. And uh, that's uh, just had a uh, shower and, uh, and had um, a poopen. And uh, nice. ready to talk about the um, the Doctor of the Who, yeah? Lovely stuff. Great stuff indeed. Um, so today was the finale of the 60th anniversary specials. Um, yeah, the giggle, the return of the toy maker, uh, David Tennant's last turn as the Doctor for now, we should probably say. Put that oh, yeah, yeah, you never know what might happen, you know, You yeah? never know what might happen. Like my, yeah, Mikey V. Bud has just put. It's still settling in my brain, to be honest. Yes. Well, I think I think Isn't we're all just... feeling like that. I think we're all feeling like that. So, if you are listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, this is live on YouTube, or it was live on YouTube. You're listening to the the recording of it. Um, yes. So we are talking about the grand finale. I think this is the first time we've ever done a Doctor Who review almost instantly after it's aired, isn't it? It is. I was thinking the other day of things like that, like how we have only ever watched an episode of Doctor Who live once together. Do you remember what that was? That was one of the Flux episodes, wasn't it? It was at, at Pandorica. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time that we have sort of put ourselves in a position to unpack what we've just witnessed. And we'll see how it goes, because there's obviously a lot of feelings. There's obviously a lot of... Yes. Uh, a lot of thoughts that we need to crack into. Yep. Um, and and w- it's going to be a lot more unstructured than our previous reviews, yep. either, you know, uh, pre-recorded or otherwise. Um, and I guess it's also worth saying, at least for myself, I like to watch the episodes twice. So that I yeah. can have just like an unfiltered viewing experience and oh, then definitely. I write my notes. Yeah. Um, and we're going into this after one viewing. I'm sure that our opinions will change one way or the other. Yeah, that's um, true. So we just need to, I guess, keep that in mind as we go oh, through. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is all, it's all fresh. It's all new. Um, I think what I will say immediately, just to, just to get it out of the way, is that I thought the first 45 minutes were fantastic. I loved it. And I honestly thought, Crikey, we're on to a hat trick here of 
three really strong episodes. And, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the first 45 minutes for the most part. As a story, I really enjoyed the giggle. Um, so I think maybe the best way to approach it is to try and let's deal with the first 45 minutes before we get yes. bogged down in the obvious. Because I think, you know, okay. that is going to be the bulk of this conversation is what the fuck's going on at the end. Um, but let's just try and sort out the beginning of the story. Um, oh my God, we've already got a uh, rest in peace, Doctor Who. Um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, one of these <laughs> without one of those in there. Um, yes. Calm down, love. Um, right then. So uh, how did it all start? Getting the, the, getting the puppet. Right, Neil Patrick Harris is the toy maker. Fantastic. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. I loved him. Uh, I, I loved him. I thought he was fantastic. I just wish that the German accent stopped after the pretense fault because then yeah. coming back to it when he's on the fucking helipad yeah just like ah oh, like i love his the way he purred with his english accent yeah. and i loved that performance of the toy maker but i just wish that the kind of ha i'm zany and a bit crazy yeah yeah i wish that had just stopped after the toy maker toy shop thing had, had come to a close yeah but, um besides that Yes, he was fantastic. I'd love to see him again. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that he was... It's interesting, obviously, with Doctor Who, you think, uh, is it a recast or is this another incarnation or is whatever? Yeah. But when they did the splitting between him and Michael Goff and the way that they cut that together, I thought, actually, yeah. you know, he's not a dead ringer. No. But they're trying to make him... Yeah, he's, look... got, he's got a similar features, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was ever so good. And I loved, I loved the playfulness of the character because, you know, it's, it's written on the page, isn't it? He's a man who likes to play games and he plays games with people and, you know, he, he acts like a, a big kid. Uh, but with that menace, uh, obviously one of the, the steam, the steam stealers, one of the scene stealers of the episode was the spice up your life dance routine, which I think I saw a preview say that this is going to be one of those sequences where fans are either going to love it or hate it. And they likened it to um, the sound of drums. Here come the drums with yeah. Voodoo Child and then Ra Ra Rasputin. Uh, and they sort of said, you know, um, you're either going to love it or hate it on that sort of level. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Mm. Um, I thought it showed how powerful he could be and how malevolent he could be. Uh, but still having that air of fun. Very Joker. Big Joker yeah. vibes. We've the talked about that before. I think, yeah. like how every villain uh, since the Dark Knight came out is basically the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Um, like oh, I'm just crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I like it, but also, you know, it would be nice to find another way to, for somebody to be malevolent. Yeah. And also have a character. Yeah. Like he had. He does. Yeah. I. I. I again. I'm just going off of a first viewing, but of course, yeah. I liked I liked all of the toy maker stuff. Yes, um, I liked the game. I loved the dolls, the creepy dolls. The dolls were brilliant. Yeah, I loved the way that they managed to show how a person becomes one of his toys. Um, because mm. obviously, I mean, we, we we should say for those who haven't uh, who haven't listened to the, our previous review of the Celestial Toy Maker, which we're going to have to review again because it's coming out on. We, oh yeah, on the DVD. animation is coming out. Yeah, which and it looks great. I think it looks really good. Uh, what do you mm. think about that? Do you think it looks all right? Very different. I like obviously. the animation style. <clears throat> I yeah. like it because it's sort of 
it's more of that cell shaded thing that yeah. the web of fear probably should have been yes um it's a lot more yeah stylistic yeah it'd be interesting to see how that stuff is now cut down because mm. like the sets seem way more elaborate like yeah is the floor still electrified in the final game? Because it doesn't it, seem like there is a floor. No, it looks like it's just empty. <laughs> just vast. Yeah, so I wonder like how many lines are going to get cut. Or ch- I mean, we know that there's yeah. one line in particular that's definitely going to get changed. Yeah. But um, yeah, how much of that stuff sort of gets mm. manipulated and... Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I loved the way that they did the... Um, I love the way that they just did all of his realm, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff you know, with the long corridors and you go in through one door and you're back through to the same place. Um, it, it, it was great. And like you said, with the with the puppets, you know, that, that scene with the guy who worked for John Logie Baird, you know, that mm-hmm. was really creepy. And then turning into the doctor and, you know, the little puppets with Donna. One of the things that mm-hmm. Annie said was like, oh, kids are going to be terrified of this. And she was like, you, she said to Jonathan, she was like, you can't show your boys this one. And I was like, no. Uh, and he was like, no way. We need an update. We need an update. Did they watch Wild Blue Yonder? They didn't watch Wild Blue Yonder because they were partway through watching Inferno. And I have to say that they had a similar reaction to what I had when I was a, a little boy. And they uh, were terrified of it and couldn't sleep the next Excellent. night. And um, yeah, that was, a, that was a whole other thing. So they will not be finishing Inferno. And Jonathan has decided <laughs> that maybe Wild Blue Yonder is a big bit too scary for uh, for those little ones and i guess this one too is is a bit too scary sadly um i love yeah. that bit with the ball when the two unit soldiers get turned yeah into balls and then, and the and then face. She, she looks into it yeah, yeah that looked that was really cool i kind of wish we'd had a bit more of that st- I, I i don't know i feel like there was a bit of a missed opportunity to do more in the toy makers realm yeah. in like our world like you know yes because he, he how could he, he manipulate he was, our world to, you know... Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's like in the Toymaker's realm, obviously he is supreme, he is king, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But it would have been nice to see... I mean, obviously we know the devastation he's wreaking on Earth, but that sort of like physics defying against the laws of the universe, he should not be able to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Would have been a bit a bit nicer to see. And he could have, you know, given people some really grisly deaths. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, from that. But... I could have maybe done with the as great as the Spice Girl sequence was. Maybe that being slightly shorter, twenty seconds shorter. Yeah, and then we just get a bit more malevolence in the English accent from him. Yeah, um, and also, I mean, we're skipping quite far ahead. What did you think of the catching the ball sequence? I, I see that this. I just felt like it was like, oh, really? That's how you're going to defeat him? You didn't even really defeat him. He just didn't catch the ball. I was like, he's supposed to be mm. this omnipotent being. He's always going to be able to catch the fucking ball. Surely, I thought they would at least try to do something clever to outwit him because the first Doctor outwits the toy maker. You know, that's yeah. that's part of the 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 whole thing. Whereas this time, it was just like, oh. My hands got tired and I couldn't grip the ball this time. It's like, really? That was it? Yeah. So that that was a bit lame. I've got to say, that was a bit lame. It, it, I think that whole last bit on the platform, I feel like, like you're saying, is that the toy maker maybe could have pushed the doctor a bit further. You know, maybe he could have put Mel on strings and turned Kate Stewart into a mm. slinky with her head on the front or you know just all these weird and wonderful things that would have been really creepy and you know the doctor would have had to have stepped in and said right okay you know 
I, I, I sacrifice myself, you know. Um, I've seen yeah. a lot of people saying in the, uh, in the chat, uh, the the whole German accent thing. If you watch the Doctor Who Unleashed afterwards, they obviously brought up the fact that the original toy maker wore the uh, the robes um, from, as we discovered, Vaudevillian Theatre mm. when we were doing the the Social Toy Maker review. Um, so it harkens back to that Victoriana and the obsession with Chinese culture and you know, that kind of thing. And they sort of talked about it, saying, "Or oh, it was a bit dodgy." But to sort of call back to him being a bit dodgy, we had him doing the German accent. So we thought, let's also be a bit dodgy, be but a bit in like twenty first century. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that at all because, like, uh, and the thing is, Michael Goff. What made me laugh is that obviously Michael Goff does not play the part as an Asian man. He's quite. He's no. not made up. He's clearly playing it with an English accent. He is. He's playing it like a magician of Victorian times, just wearing the gear. Which you know, if that's cultural appropriation, then. Sure, but you know he's not doing yellow face like in Times mm. of Wing Chiang, which mm. of course is incredibly dodgy. But what makes me laugh is in this same story tonight they mention Mavic Chen, who is a white man playing an Asian <laughs> man in yellow face. Just, just, just <laughs> let's let's not Google it. Everyone's yeah. just saying we just hope nobody will Google that. I was uh, like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah, I don't really get that. Like, so the toy maker is a xenophobe as part of his character, but you don't get that coming across in this story. No. It's just that, okay, we're going to make him do all these accents because it's a bit fan-brained. It's a little bit like, you know, they're just trying to square it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know what um, you mean. Like, we don't, we don't need to... It's, it's fine to acknowledge that, and obviously it's fine to start a discussion and a conversation about how that's not cool, and it wasn't cool then. Yeah. But then to kind of do it yourself <laughs> yeah. to explain it away 60 years ago. It's a bit like, I don't think we needed to worry about that. No. I, I don't think anybody had down in their book, you know, special powers racist <laughs> for the toy maker. You know, I, I don't think anybody was worrying about that. I just keep seeing the word racist and all I can think of is, I hear you're a racist now, father. You're a racist now, toy maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it, it, that felt odd, but um, mm. hey, who... who Hey, there were quite a lot of things that felt odd yes. in that episode. Uh, yeah. I think we'll get round to it, but we've kind of worked through the kind of opening <clears> sequence. <throat> Bristol, obviously, on show, oh, which was yes. beautiful to see. I was I was very pleased. Now, I don't know if you've given this anecdote on the podcast before, but I think mm. it's if you haven't, this is the time to share it because um, there is a location featured at the start of this episode. Um, oh, I've got... Uh, uh, so there's a location starting at the at the start of this episode. Um, oh, hang on, someone's someone's coming in. Oh, oh, uh, what oh. are you not in your? Have you not got your pants on? Oh, Johnny? hang on, I can't hear you. Excuse me, I was trying to find my gold tooth. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sir. Right now, uh, so Johnny, we have to ask you the most important question. Yes. Um, what <laughs> did you think of? Uh, this particular episode of Doctor on Who. Ah, uh, you will hear from my good brother later. He, do, he has the same as me. <laughs> well, I don't know ah, what okay. you're doing. Not but only it, why. <laughs> it's very dodgy. <laughs> uh, well, I think, oh like Matt God. said, the first 45 minutes were, we enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the ball game. Thought that was, like Matt said, it was no, a bit, bit, bit rubbish. I think there were missed opportunities there. Um, yeah. And then, well, the latter bit... 
Okay. Too much, well, too maybe much flesh is what I'm going to say. Too much flesh. Yeah, <laughs> maybe too much of the package on show, yeah? It's maybe what we do is... <laughs> what we'll do, maybe, Johnny, is show we... If we work through the rest of our notes and we'll ask you to come in and talk about bioregeneration. Oh, okay. That oh, sounds good. When we get good. to there it. There we are. Okay. I'll Don't let you carry so. on then for a bit. It, right. so Thank it you, looks sir. like Matt's bi-generated. Yeah, there we are. Go on. off. Yeah. Right, here we go. See you later. Come on. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, uh, I, I love the fact. We've also got, we've got a, a donation from the Happy Masquerader. Oh, wow. Who says, I viewed the German thing to be an extension of the toy maker viewing humans as toys. We are his toys. Our cultures are just costumes to him. I like that. That's very good. Um, I would have liked them to have said that on Unleashed. Yeah, that would have made a lot of sense. Uh, maybe yeah. Russell might watch this podcast and see that and go, oh, I'll, I'll add that. that that'll be in the writer's, I'll, I'll that that'll be in the writer's tale. Hello, Russell. Hello, everybody <laughs> yeah. involved in the production who's watching us right now. Yeah. Just want to say we loved it. We thought it was fantastic. <laughs> um, and when we come back to the UK, uh, if there's another chair on that table on the official podcast, we'd very much like to sit down at it and break bread. Lovely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as I was saying before, I was uh, rudely interrupted by my wonderful brother. Uh, thank you again, yeah. Happy Masquerader, for that lovely donation. Yes, um, thank you. Uh, the anecdote that I want you to tell everybody is related mm. to a certain Indian restaurant that was at the start of this episode when with all the chaos on the streets of Bristol because we watched it. We were there, weren't we? we oh my God, filming. no, the Stella's one. Stella's anecdote. Because <laughs> it, is, it is probably the best story I've ever heard. It's one of my favourites. It's... I'll, I'll tell it quickly. It's. It, I think the restaurant is called Dharma. Is it called Dharma? Mm -hmm. Um. It's. The, it's on the corner. So yeah, you can uh, see it. You see it. It's in got. The, in the, you can see it. It yeah. used to be a subway, and there's some little steps that go up into it, and it's right on the corner. And Stell was in there once having uh, Indian with a bunch of mates, and there was a table full of blokes sat to their right hand side, and uh, the one of the blokes there was absolutely steaming to the extent that he was basically face down in his food and wasn't really able to process anything. <laughs> And he uh, he picked up his pint and he took a big sip from it and then immediately threw back up into his pint. So these are the Doctor Who filming locations that, uh, you know, are important to us. That is, um, that, these are, that is the end. That, that should have been the 14th Doctor's end. He got so, <laughs> so sloshed, he vomited. He vomited uh, Shooty Gatwa up into a pint glass. And there we are. Into a pint glass. There we go. Uh, beautiful lovely. stay classy bristol yeah um, very good yes so all that stuff in bristol was wonderful to see yeah we um were lucky enough was it the day before or the day of uh that we saw the toy makers shop the same day um, yeah it was the same day we same went day. around the corner and we we saw it there and got a little little sneak peek of the, the shop. and we were looking at it and we thought okay that I don't know if we saw it or we saw it was only afterwards we saw photos of the um it was afterwards. The signage with the client. Yeah. But I think yeah. we were already saying a toy shop has got to be the toy maker. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. What, a, what a great thing to do and uh, you know bring back an old villain from the 60s for the 60th anniversary and a villain that has got yeah. such visual scope and I think you know they I, really I did think we saw that as it. well. It yeah. was it was nice to to be like okay this is the scale that the toy maker can operate on yeah. and that you know that the door hasn't been totally shut on yeah. their return um it's nice that all the villains sort of got away except for in the middle episode yes um yeah yeah um and uh, interesting that they sort of left it open by him saying oh my legions are, are coming after or following me or something along those lines wasn't it uh, did you note this yeah, down so i did what what is that 
referring to do we think because the, the toy maker operates on their own yeah um separate so does that mean that we're gonna get like what what yeah what is that legions it's another one of those sort of We've got to tell the boss things. Yeah, from yeah. The Star Beast, isn't it? I mean, it? this story did set up a few different things, didn't it? Because uh, a certain goatee bearded villain had a little appearance of sorts in this. Um, mm. I should, before we carry on, Sam Riddle has also donated to us. Thank you very much, Sam. Thanks, Sam. And says Neil Patrick Harris was brilliant, in my opinion. I think he'll be a villain to remember. Definitely, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so Dre has just brought up the the gold tooth. Uh, from the master, which he says is a Flash Gordon oh. reference to when Ming the Merciless has his ring taken away at the end of the film by an unseen figure. Can you remember that from Flash Gordon? Uh, I haven't seen Flash Gordon. I'm very sorry. What? You've not seen Flash Gordon with Brian Blessed? I've, ne- I've never seen Flash Good Gordon. God, get off of this bloody <laughs> podcast and go and watch that. What is going on? Oh. All right, that'll be my my uh, entertainment for the night. I'll I thought, put Flash I, thought Gordon I was on. talking to a cultured man. Come on. Who's... <laughs> Who shall we? Who shall we uh, suggest is the person that picked up the gold tooth? Is it Lucy Saxon? Is it the Rani? Is it Kate Stewart? Because well, Kate was sort of nowhere to be seen, and I did notice that she had red n- nail varnish on in that episode. Yes, and he just showed me that she had red n- nail varnish on. So maybe, mm. maybe she's going to have the master somehow. So what was the idea with that? That the toy maker had played against. The master and the master had lost a game and he turned him into his gold tooth. Yes. Interesting. But it was like, interesting. The, it was like a far flung incarnation of the master. Not necessarily a specific. Uh, or was it? I, I, I guess, yeah, they didn't, they didn't specify, they didn't specify. did they? Because um, I guess you would have said Missy, come, maybe. Whoever wants to come back <laughs> next time, when they ring them all up and say, do you want to come back? Probably be John Sim, because, you know, he, he's up for a laugh, isn't he? Uh, he's always game. I mean, that, that um, Life on Mars thing hasn't taken off, so he's got, yeah, uh, he's got a free schedule. Uh, we've got, um, we've we got another look donation. At super chat? We've got another yeah. donation from uh, thank you. Wellsy Boy 94 Thank you very much. Evening from Ash- Ashgabat into Mech... To- I can't speak... Turkmenistan, thank you. We love Doctor Who here and love your podcast. Well, thank you very much. Ah, thank you very much. Um, thank you know. At least your accent didn't get ridiculed by the toy maker <laughs> in this episode. If any, if any Germans or, or French people want to get involved in the chat and let us know, yeah. uh, how detrimental that and, was and to their self-esteem. And wherever Jonathan self-esteem. was doing his accent from. <laughs> yeah, he's somewhere, somewhere over there. Yeah. You know, he's got one of those over there accents. Um, Yes, so... Well, Macro says that uh, the Master begged for his life too, apparently. That sounds like the Master. Ooh, that sounds like the Master. Maybe yeah, it was Delgado. I wonder... We don't really know what happened to, to Delgado, old Roger. And he... No, well, he, we know what happened to Delgado, but, but we, we do don't know, know what happened yeah, to, uh, we, we <laughs> to the, his incarnation. Uh, let's not go there. So, okay, um, let's work our way through this. So we, we end up in Bristol. We end up seeing... All the stuff. Uh, so Wilf's line, I think people said, was beamed in from uh, Poison, the Poison Sky. Sky. Yeah. Um, you know, there were. I didn't mind that so much. Uh, obviously, it's it's circumstances of of his health and the yeah. fact he passed away. But it would have been <laughs> lovely just to. Of his health, he was dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry, he's not available for shooting that day. But yeah. it would have been really nice to have got him around the table at the end. Oh, it would have been um, lovely, wouldn't it? If they could have done something. I'm yeah. not saying they should have deep faked him. No. But it would have been really yeah. nice to have had something there where he's at the table. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone's got a really good idea here. Doctor Who 101. 14 is the Watcher. 
Oh, oh, we could we'll park think, that and come back to that we'll later. We'll park that because I've got like another that. theory. But okay. I, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I, and I don't know about that whole line. The evil Dalek has just said it in the chat there about him shooting moles. Yeah, Annie said that. She was like, "That's a bit bit weird." Yeah, this, the, uh, that, that's a very Tory thing to do, Wilf. I don't like it, especially in a, <laughs> especially in an episode which was so. <laughs> anti-Tory and like anti-Twitter people. Well, that so that was, yeah, basically this whole episode was uh, anti-social media, anti-discourse yeah. that, you know, and, it, you know, very interesting, obviously, that it's in an episode of Doctor Who that is only going to generate discourse. Of course, yeah. Um, it's almost like a bit of a warning, like, everybody, can you stop being such miserable assholes? And mm. then we went live. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that, that progresses. Um, we we have had a huge donation. From Macra. Fucking hell. Macra, my God, that is incredibly kind of you. He says, it was a great episode and a fantastic series of specials. Loved every review from you guys. You've been fantastic this year. Looking forward to 2024 with The Rod and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you Wow, very thank much. you so much, Macra. That is hugely generous. That's You are very, very grateful for that. That'll be... Uh, That'll be my slightly hungover pizza tonight. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. Thank you very much. When, when, when you watch Flash Gordon. Yeah. When I watch, yes, yes. Um, I want to say I am absolutely fucking over the moon that I got the inhibitor thing right with the uh, the bracelet around yeah, people's well arms. Yeah, well done. Well so done. So thank you very much. Yeah, um, well done. Yes. What, so what do we think of the whole unit setup? Because this was the first time we actually saw them in operation, yeah. we saw that massive set, obviously, yeah. that they constructed outdoors. Yeah. Uh, what did we think of unit setup at the moment? Um, I thought it was interesting that when they fly in on the helicopter, the shepherd's boy played. I don't know if that's just a maybe a, a callback to. Uh, well, the we know that Russell, uh, Russell uh, Murray, likes to reuse his scores. Yeah. Um, because I there were a couple of motifs that popped up. Through yeah, this. The, the, the last that, Christmas one came up again, didn't it? I think. Yeah. And, and also, I know it's not a direct callback, and obviously it's a completely different theme, but there were echoes, I thought, of um, the new Doctor from The End of Time that played when Shooty was around his console. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the name of the, the song? Or, oh, no. Geronimo. That one. That would be the next... Uh, Next Pandorica, name that tune. Doctor Who's soundtrack. Name that tune. Ah, oh, we'd be great at that. We've got, we've got, I, I already had an idea for a Pandorica thing, which is we just give, we give each other the most obscure Doctor Who quotes and we have to guess. And if we don't guess get it, we open it up to the audience. Who said that and what story is it from? Who used a racial slur in the <laughs> Celestial Toymaker? <laughs> um, who wants to read that line of dialogue out? Uh, yeah, so I unit set up. I think that um, this whole story yeah. uh, is the launching pad for this unit spinoff. Yeah. Um, and I think that you you mentioned to me off air that there might be a reason that David and Catherine are being kept on ice. Yeah. Uh, kept to the side. Yeah. Well, uh, there was, I mean, we might as well come out and say it because there was, there was a, a supposed leak that there was going to be a, a spinoff with... The 14th Doctor yes. and Donna Noble. Um, whether or not that that's... That, I think that's... I don't know if that's the case. I no. think that the spin-off is going to be... Unit. Unit. And I think it's going to be 14 and Donna and Mel and Kate and um, Shirley. Yeah. Because when you look at the cast, if you just take it as the current unit team... 
Yeah. Uh, they haven't got, you no know, offense to anybody involved in the cast, but they haven't got a marquee star no. attached to that project yet no. from what we can see. Yeah. So David Tennant as a sort of doctor would be one of them. That makes um, sense. I can yeah. slightly feel myself getting tense uh, building up that. to the conversation we're going to yeah. have to have uh, well, uh, well, about bioregeneration. Joel Davies has just donated. Thank you very much, Joel. He says, Thank you, uh, Joel. I feel like RTD gave Doctor Who an ending, yet it ensured it goes on now forever. It goes on now forever. Great fun. So, well, we'll, we'll come to that uh, in a bit, but mm -hmm. thank you for that, Joel. Um, yeah, I mean, Bonnie Langford as Mel coming back. That was lovely. And Wonderful. I think it was done very well. Just those little quiet moments just the two of them. You know, I can't believe And just that, that line about like, uh, you know, and obviously my family and that reference yeah. to family and the fact she's an orphan. It's yeah. like that one line of dialogue has given her more character than she had in her entire tenure <laughs> yeah. when she was Melanie Bush with the seventh doctor. It, that's kind of remarkable. Yeah. And I think you you would love to see that, you know, as, as an yeah. actor, you open up the page of the script and go, oh my God, he's given me something to work with. Yeah. There's something that I can actually imbue this character with is this feeling of I don't have a family yeah um and so even though it had only been mentioned in that episode I already when Mel walked into the garden and joined them all yeah on the table it elicited an ah from both Stella and I yeah and, yeah yeah you know Stella hasn't got a clue who Mel is yeah of course uh, no. and you know it was and it was lovely that was really nice well Vortex J has just said of that scene in the garden Matt's garden TARDIS makes a cameo at the end which we all said we all went oh it's, the, it's our TARDIS in the garden was it parked in the garden <laughs> I didn't even see that yeah it's parked in the garden when they're like on the patio having their little uh, their little Cute. lunch in the sunshine um yeah it was great and I loved the fact that they brought up Sablon Glitz of all the things to hear in a 60th anniversary story, Sablon Glitz was not one that I thought we'd be hearing about. Um, mm, so, I mean... Amazing. Slips on a whiskey bottle. Slipped on a whiskey bottle. Good for him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was great. I, I think they did a good job with Kate Stewart as well. This was Russell's first time, I think, writing yep. for Kate Stewart. So, yes, I thought she was very good. She actually had something to do. She felt more in command. It didn't feel like flux where she sort of came in gave a line of dialogue and then just sat in the background for a scene. And you mm. kind of thought, what's she doing there? Um, so I, I, I'm yeah, cause like we, we've, we've had a, a thing about Kate Stewart, yeah. like not being used very well and not being a very interesting character. Yeah. That's nothing against Gemma Redgrave at all. No, no. But then you see her perform that bit where she takes the inhibitor off and starts yeah. getting, she was so good. you know, yeah. infected with the rage virus. Yeah. And, um, she, uh, yeah, it was like, fuck, she's a fucking actor. She yeah. is an actor. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. like, finally we get to see that, yeah. you know, in the I'm, show. I'm really glad that they actually gave her something to do. And obviously, yeah. you know, we know she's going to be in the new series. We know Mel's going to be in yeah. the new series. Oh, I think um, Shirley was really good as well. You know, she seems yeah. like a great new addition to the unit team. You know, she doesn't have the uh, the annoying factor of Osgood. You know, she, she, she just she's feels like a real a super person. Fan. Yeah, she's not a super fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. Um, obviously, the interesting thing was the the flicks, the robot. Yeah, the the vli vlinks. The vlinks is, is it? V L I N X. I think. Vlinks. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking so about. So that's ba <laughs> that's basically uh, Mr. Smith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I said, I, which I, is kind of interesting. As soon as we saw it, I went, "That robot's going to go." absolutely rogue at one point he's gonna get yeah, taken at over some point. and yeah it'll blow up um it felt it, a it lot Nick more Briggs, to me it? like um oh god 
probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, w- w- was there a door that opened and or a lift that went level four? That's Nick Briggs. <laughs> um, so yeah, nice to have him involved if that was indeed him. Uh, I was going to say something else there. Oh yeah. Uh, really put me in mind of like Aurak. Yes. Because you've got the, the kind of giant supercomputer and even the way that that whole thing is laid out was very like yeah. a bridge of a starship with yeah. the screen at the front and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, unit, Nice to see them set up. It, I it, thought that we, the guy we, who played the like the main soldier as well was great. He was good. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, but the the, the tall dude, the Colonel Ibrahim the, or something like that. Ibrahim, right? I think so. I, yeah, I, I could be wrong. Great. Um, Danny Ollis has also donated. Uh, he says, "Love your vids, fellow Bristolians. Uh, been watching it for Oi. years. Uh, love tonight's episode too. Did you hear they used the nine to tenth regeneration music during the bi regeneration yes. scene? I did. Yes, I did nice hear touch, that. I thought, yes, we did. We did notice that. Interesting stuff. Oh, sorry, Marley J. Bloody sci fi fans. The giant computer is Zen. Aurax, just a box. All yeah, right. I, fucking I, hell. I, you I, know what I was talking about. Marley, I was going to, I was going to correct him on that as well, but I thought, you know, I'll, This is not a is, sci fi fan, obviously, because uh, I've not watched Flash Gordon. He hasn't even watched Flash Gordon. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> So yes, we loved Unit. We loved that setup. That was cool. Uh, and then we go to Soho 1925, back to where the story started, back yeah. to Bristol, yeah. uh, going past the old courts and heading down to uh, the Urban Tandor for oh, yeah, uh, Cheeky Tandor, Nan, yeah. lovely. <laughs> uh, which was pretty lovely. Um, now, I just want to say there's a bit here where they start discussing how uh, the Doctor is getting older uh, and he's breaking down. Yeah. Now, I know... Obviously, Donner's like spoken about that before, right? Uh, you know, like, are, are, aren't you going to stop and sort of like settle down? Yeah. Uh, but <coughs> can't keep that up. <laughs> uh, now, th- I think this is the thing that I have the biggest problem with okay. in this story. Right. By regeneration aside, that that the effect that that has on the show is only going to be seen and borne out through the way that the tenth Doctor, uh, sorry. 14th Doctor <laughs> is used in spin-off media and so on. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I think we'll talk about bioregeneration as it happened in the moment, our immediate reaction to it, but I don't think we can, you know, fully appreciate the scale of it until, you know, the, the story unfolds uh, yeah. and we see the long game. But my biggest problem with this story is Donna's whole thing about the Doctor breaking down Mm-hmm. And he's wearing himself out and he's staggering around the cosmos and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, besides the fact that, yes, David has got bags under his eyes. He's a father <laughs> of how many kids? He's got, you know, a stubble. So they, yeah. I, it was only afterwards I thought maybe they've made him look a bit more Haggard. tired yeah. for that reason. But it's not something the doctor has expressed himself. It's something that Donna has read into. And mm. unless the doctor is saying this, I don't believe that, that it's the case. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I have no, no first-hand evidence to suggest the Doctor is broken down in that way. No. Um, yeah, they've not really... So the idea... It's not really something that's come up in any of the previous episodes. You know, you've never seen no. the Doctor go, oh, hang on, I've got to take a minute, you know. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Or, or anything like that, you know. He, and, he, and so <laughs> then the, the question, obviously, throughout these specials, the big question is, uh, why did this face come back? And so the answer that Donna gives is that because he needed a family. Mm. And it's like, okay, but that's not, a, that's not something that's been suggested or has unfolded. No. 
you know yeah it, that that to me just seems kind of out of whack you know yes yeah i, I didn't um, quite get my head around that and then that bit at the end yeah. when they were having the food and you know he's sort of like oh you know i needed the the lovely niece and the the mad the mad auntie and you know the brother-in-law and all this sort of stuff well, I went, you got a fucking granddaughter stuck in I know. Somebody just brought up in the chat about the 11th Doctor. You know, the 11th Doctor's whole thing was sitting down on Christmas dinner and the tear runs down yeah. his face and all that sort of stuff. It's like, well, you've had the season you've or two that. to build that up. Didn't he spend 2,000 years on, on Trendalore? Yeah, exactly. So, so I can see why he would need to sit down and have a rest and put his feet up. Yeah. But I don't get this from the 14th no. Doctor because he's not running away from the flux. That effect that it's had on him was only brought up last week. Yes. And we haven't had enough time to develop that whole no. thing, that no. sentiment. So, and it got mentioned again um, tonight. Couldn't believe it. What? the flux? Oh, yeah, the flux. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. when he's doing yeah. a little puppet show where he goes, look at oh, all th- these I companions that, was... that you have had. They all had the same ending. Stephen Moffat, yeah. he does the same thing with all your companions. They die, but they do not die. What is that about, yeah? And I also, I want to just say... Actually, well, let's talk about the super chat that's just coming through. Holy hell, thank you very much, Midwinter Makes. Wow. Do you want to read this one out, Billy, seeing as you spotted it? Yeah. Uh, I think my only gripe with the Bi Regeneration is Shooty getting a duplicate TARDIS and not the original. Mm. I don't know why it bothers me that, although it's the same TARDIS, our current Doctor isn't whizzing around in the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I mean, we'll come to the Bi Regeneration in a bit, but... um, There's a lot to unpack there. there. There is a bit of a... Uh, not quite almost kind of giving him the keys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and, and I, uh, I don't know if I want to get into it. Uh, obviously we had the line from Donna, do you come in that many colours, all that sort of stuff. That was uh, weird. I think there's a thing I'm starting to feel a bit uncomfortable about now with the fugitive doctor mm. being a not quite almost sort of not really doctor. Yeah. And now... Shooty Gatwa being a sort of not quite, almost not really doctor. Yes. I don't know I, about the optics of that. It's like they're kind of hesitant to actually give them the key to the TARDIS I, and be the doctor. I said the same thing when we watched it. I was like, you know, there is going to be a certain demographic of fandom who are going to watch this and go, oh, well, David Tennant is still the doctor. And this guy is just like an imposter. Know, yeah. It's just like a clone or something, you know. He's not the real Doctor. He's just some, like, odd, weird thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was... Yeah, I think that was a maybe a, a misstep there. Um, Stephen Lombard has just put that Russell has said in the commentary that apparently it's the same TARDIS and it'll be mentioned in season one. So we'll have to see. Um, okay. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I worry about, like you said, the optics of that whole thing, you know. Of, of, of it's not like, it's like, it's almost like second place. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're like a silver medal doctor. Yeah. We've still got him parked just in case we need him to step back in. Yeah. Um. So let's see how this goes. But if David it doesn't just, work, you know, yeah, David's always, can you keep your getting- schedule free? You know, for a few specials in a few years' time or whatever, and, and I that think cheapens that cheapens uh, Shooty. It, cheap, usually, it I think. cheapens him entirely. I also think. I mean, I moaned about this when Stephen Moffat did it in Deep Breath and had Matt Smith mm. ring up, basically saying, "Don't worry, this old man is the Doctor." 
I feel like it's really bad that they've got Shooty as the new Doctor come in with arguably the most popular actor to play the part ever and share his first screen time with him. It's like, no, mm. you, he needs to have his time on his own. You know, mm. I, I, and part of the issue I had was that I don't really feel like I got a sense of his Doctor in isolation. I mean, obviously, I know we'll get that in, at Christmas, but I just yeah. sort of felt like, wait, but we're still trying to tell the 14th Doctor's story and we're still trying to wrap up all this stuff and I shouldn't be worrying about that. I should now be only focused on the 15th Doctor because they are the only Doctor, you know? I think it's a I weird narrative issue. It is, but I, I, I will say that I think we're feeling this way because this hasn't been done in the show before. Yeah. And obviously our expectation post-regeneration is that we get a zany, sazzled, what, what's going on, Doctor? And it yeah. felt weird that we are stepping straight into, this is what the 15th Doctor's like as a character. Yeah. Obviously he got, what, 10 minutes of the, not exactly 10 minutes altogether, but was in that the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and obviously we don't have an idea of what the character's like, but it, it did feel a little bit weird that it wasn't a conventional passing of the torch. Yeah. Like you said, it's a bit like, Matt Smith having to tell the young audience, don't worry, this old guy is all right. Yeah. And it's also a little bit like David Tennant's 10th Doctor being in floods of tears, I don't want to go. And then the audience reacting to Matt Smith coming on board going, you just killed my favourite Doctor because yeah. he didn't want to die. Yeah. It's a little bit like, I don't know if you're helping him, No, you know, kind of develop in in that way. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's um, really weird. Uh, we've just had another lovely donation from Chronoculars who says... Bugs me that there are three bloody clones of old Davy running around now. It's odd that Russell insists on trying to frame series 14 as a clean break, but hangs on to so much fan wank. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was like, so we've got the 10th Doctor, we've got the 14th Doctor, we've got the Metacrisis Doctor living in a parallel yeah. universe. And, and that was the thing. It was like, well, you've done this story of the Doctor gets to be domesticated mm. by having the Metacrisis Doctor. Why... Why try and do that again by saying, right, oh, yeah. you know, oh, but this is the real Doctor, but also the real Doctor's gone off. It just feels I, weird. And I think this this is muddying the waters of who is Doctor Who. When I've spoken to colleagues at work and I've been like, okay, so this Doctor isn't actually the Doctor yet. So they're like, yeah. oh, so Shooty Gatwas, is he starting this weekend? Yeah, he's starting this weekend, but the specials have been... David Tennant coming back. Oh, the 10th Doctor's in it. Well, no, he's not the 10th Doctor. He is the 14th Doctor <laughs> with the same face. And then he'll regenerate into Shooty. Yeah. And now it's, he has bi-regenerated into Shooty. Yeah. And I think that just muddies the water again for, for new fans just trying to get their head around what this means yeah. in the context of the show, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's I'm aware that we've had two new Super Chats come in as well. So thank you, Jimmy Chungus and Macra. Um. The Timeless Child introduced two docs and kids, not new. And uh, Macra says, Russell said in the commentary that when they bi-regenerated, all previous incarnations did too and made split timelines. Um, I wonder if bi-regenerated 14 is the doctor that becomes the curator. Maybe? Yeah, that, that was going around, wasn't it? That was going around on Twitter. Mm. I mean, I don't mind that. If that's going to be the way that they explain the curator's existence, rather than having him be the doctor right at the end of his regenerations. If it's yeah. like, you know, a split doctor that now he just regenerates through his previous 14 faces, then okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, it, interesting, obviously, 
we sort of talked about this privately, you and I, about in Tales of the TARDIS, the, the Seventh Doctor says to Ace, doesn't he? He says, oh, in some timelines mm. I regenerate, in others I stay the same and I get older. Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't really get the idea of saying, oh, this, this has happened throughout all, this, all the old stories now because, you know, we can't see it. You know, we can't get to see Tom Baker turn around to Peter Davison and go, ah, it's the wet vet. You're taking over from mm. me. Well, bloody take these kids that I don't like and <laughs> I'll go off to the pub. Um, you know, we, we don't get to see that. Uh, I think it would have been nicer if they'd have just said that this, that the, the by regeneration. Yeah, I'd like, I don't mind the split timelines thing. Mm. Um I don't know. I, I don't know. Is this just a way that they? I think it's just can a way of in universe explain why, why they look the way they do. Yeah, but it's like this wasn't a problem when Peter came back for time no. crash. No, and but I think I think the Guardians of the Edge thing <coughs> was actually a much nicer way of just displaying yeah. that. Where like you know sometimes they make an effort to wear their costumes. Sometimes they look old. It's you know <laughs> sometimes they can't be asked. <laughs> It, I don't mind the fact that they look that way. I don't think there needs to be an explanation for it in universe. Yeah. Like it, it does feel, and I've seen this more on Twitter, these discussions of this Doctor Who being very fan brained. Yeah. And Russell trying to <laughs> square everything off and put it in a nice box. And it's sort of like, yeah. I don't know that we need to be so anal about that yeah. you know and it's, I, I it's sci-fi it, it's daft <clears throat> you know like what why are we trying to relaunch this sh new show with all this baggage tying everything up and yeah. it's like that's not the point and i i don't know how that's going to help the show and i think one of the interesting things that we all talked about when Ru when it was said or you know russell's coming back to do doctor who you know we sort of said about you know how how bold he was back in series one back in 2004 into 2005 you know how he approached doctor who with you know very few continuity references and, you know, it was like a semi-reboot, but, you know, it still had its history was still in its back pocket sort of thing. And I think we kind of assumed that this was going to be the case moving forward with Shuti Gatwa, but it seems so weird that now we've got him back as showrunner and he's doing the opposite, like you just said, you know, he is doing all mm. the things, you know, a very sort of <clears throat> JNT... Stephen Moffaty thing of like, oh, well, we must answer these questions, um, which, you know, like you said, as a fandom, we were just happy to say, well, you know, the old doctors are old because they're old and that's it. Um, mm. I mean, I guess the thing is, you know, Stephen had a really good idea by saying, well, when a new doctor meets the old doctors, they look old because of the time differential. Fine. I yes. guess what this does, it opens up the possibility for them to do more things with older doctors in the future, like more tales of the TARDIS and say, well, you know, this is, um, you know, this is a, a canon thing. Um, you know, who knows? Are we going to get that spin off with Paul McGann? Is that why, is that yeah. where it's going to come uh, into? You know, it's not going to be time war and all that stuff. They just think, well, let's give Paul McGann a crack at the whip, give him a few specials then, like we've done with then, David. Okay, so we've got three active doctors at the same time. Yeah. And it seems mad. It's not quite the same as having shows like if you look at the way star wars has done it yeah it's not like you've got three different versions of vader or no. three different versions of luke across those shows yeah they are very much kept into their own little time their particular yeah. places in time mm. and 
if one of those legacy characters pops in for a quick fight or a quick exchange of dialogue, yeah, then that's that. But to have the same main character across three programs, like, yeah. so how do we to the eighth Doctor, the fourteenth Doctor, and the fifteenth Doctor? I I don't I don't think that's the best way to be presenting this for for a new audience because. No. I'd much thinking- rather just have the Doctor as the Doctor yeah. in the main show, yeah. and then tell me the stories of the characters around it. That's far more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, very briefly as well, Ollie Tomlinson. MP3. Thank you for your five pound donation. Oh, thank Thanks you. to everybody who's been sending money. That's yeah. crazy, but really uh, greatly appreciated. Um, love the pod. I've been watching Matt since the old action figure review days. Aww. Acts one and two was really good. Third, meh. Mm. Um, let's keep working through the story because we've obviously jumped straight to the bi regeneration <laughs> yeah. thing and. Um, that's, I think, what everybody wants to hear us talk about and what everybody is talking about on, on Twitter. But yeah. let's, let's ramp up to, you know, to that uh, the discovery. Um, so, yeah, we have all the stuff inside the Toymaker's Domain, the doors um, and the long corridor. That was really cool. And uh, just like I thought, we had the sort of references with the, the puppet show, which yeah. was really nice. Um, again, another thing that I think is like we've been led to believe this is going to happen is Russell talking constantly about our oh, Donna, poor Donna, mm. what's going to happen to Donna? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and that, what, what, what did he say? A, a wedding and a funeral or something in the lead up on social media. And I kind of like, oh, well, where? Yeah. How, what was that about? <clears throat> there's, I still want to know where that bloody teasing. penguin fit into. <laughs> 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 the penguin emoji, I know. And the apple and the bell <laughs> yeah. in the other one and stuff, you know. I like the fact that they're using emojis to promote the show because it's a nice visual thing for yeah. social media. But also it's like... For this younger generation you know, who don't know how to read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. It's just like images. It's funny. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, so when that whole thing was unfolding with the puppets and their lines being snipped, which I thought was a great visual, I was like, okay, now the toy maker is going to bring out a Donna one yeah. and cut the strings. Yeah. And Donna's reaction to seeing all those puppets falling was you know what's he talking about what does this mean Mm. on the one hand i'm sort of like but you've seen his life yeah uh you you know you know you know what that's all about but also um okay she's gonna turn to the doctor and be like i didn't realize that all these people died this is Mm. crazy i've got a family i've got to get back to yeah yeah. um but that whole thing didn't really go anywhere the doctor's head yeah was he trying to goad him into playing a game but it's like the doctor knows that he's got to play a game yeah. with the toy maker anyway. So it it felt a little bit redundant. And then mm. the flux mention, obviously, yeah. that was nice. Um, <laughs> I was but- like, I, I laughed because I was like, wait, hang on a minute. You've missed out Bradley Walsh, Yaz, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> then, who? who? Yeah, who are these people? I was like, what? I was like, who are these planets? <laughs> I know. I I think it was a nice visual. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't really see how that fit into the Doctor's motivation to then suddenly start, you know, uh, okay, I'm going to do battle with you, Toymaker. Well, of course you are. You know that you have to. Yeah. And Donna's death being alluded to and led into and leaned into was like, this might happen. 
and it did so I didn't want Donna to die. I really like no, the dynamic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just think, you know, all that set up on social media and then having that scene felt a bit strange. You yes. Know? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I liked, yeah, when I watching it the first time, yeah, I hadn't really sort of thought of it like that. I liked it as a visual thing, but yeah, it doesn't really add up to anything. Um, mm. And I mean, I like the, the fact that the, card, that the card game was just as simple as cutting cards. Yes. Uh, obviously, it completely, or did it completely, decanonize all other Celestial Toymaker appearances in all other media. Because it, it, he, he sort of goes, you know, mm. oh, well, you, you, you beat my first game <clears throat> when you were William Hartnell, but, you know, now we're playing the second round. I also want to say, if we're playing by rules... Didn't the Doctor and Donna technically win the second game after playing hide and seek and finding him? Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, Russell. Oh anyway. dear. Uh, um, it's all falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> like a house made of cards. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, nicely done. Um, so yeah, the Doctor challenges the toy maker to a game which he uh, loses, but best of three. Yeah, and we'll get the uh, the best of three resolution uh, shortly. Uh, we have the spice up your life thing back yeah. in the twenty first century. The doctor does his whole speech about you know you shout, you write, you cancel, mm. uh, and somewhere John Barrowman's going, damn you. <laughs> um, I think Russell played that really well because he's not playing into the hands of either yeah sides of that kind of debate no. that like cancel culture is terrible and. Cancel culture is just people being made accountable for what they have to say. Yeah. Um, I think he, he that was a really delicate balancing act. And yeah. I thought that that guy at the start, like, I can't drive. Everybody thinks they're right and they're not, was was nice. Mm. Um, I wish I'd we had seen a little bit more of what was going on at street level Yeah. after that point. Yeah. I could have done without, maybe if that whole spice up your life thing took place on the streets the unit thing and yeah. on the streets um because i guess yeah and and, and like the, the satellite thing was kind of interesting uh with the and the galvanic beam and all that yeah um i don't know i i, I just feel like it was sort of a bit half baked as an idea mm. all that stuff yeah um I mean, Annie was. And, Annie yeah. said she wasn't very keen on the whole the screens thing. Like, oh, this this laugh has been baked yeah, it's into been there every, the whole time. time, you know. And he's like, I guess you're hearing it subconsciously, um, because she was like, well, imagine if the because because the, the, the idea was like, well, all of humanity is now online and connected. And Annie was like, hang on a minute, there's indigenous tribes in the Amazon that don't have the internet or or cell phone, so they're all right. They got it right. They got <laughs> yeah. it. They, they they know they know how to live their lives without all that stuff. Um, I, it would have been cool if the promo material for this, instead of having the Doctor breaking through transmissions and gurning scarily at the <laughs> yes. camera in BBC iDents, it would have been cool if the giggle. Oh yeah, was the thing that was sort of breaking through as a signal because it's sort of canonical, sort of in universe, but yeah. meta bleeding yeah, yeah, into yeah. ours, you know. And people would have been um, like, "Oh, that was creepy." Yeah, seeing that, what's that about? Know? It would have been on Twitter, and, and people would have been going, "Oh, you could what's have that? had billboards all over the country. It's yeah. a Doctor Who thing, and then it keeps it glitches out, and you see the face and yeah. um, the laugh. You know, I, it would have been cool. I, I, I liked it. I like the whole arpeggio thing. It's in, yeah. you know embedded in your head and blah blah blah. And that Bonnie Langford, but, um, musical theatre actress extraordinaire, 
got to do a little yes la, 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 of la, course la, la, that la. was basically written in for her yes i'm sure <laughs> um but uh, then again maybe in the star beast could we have had uh ha, 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 ha. yeah could we yeah, not yeah. have had that just to set it then? up a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Considering <laughs> that he's been setting up a million other things in these these stories, um, yeah, you know that that, that would have been nice. Um, Unknown has left a comment saying Toymaker wasn't officially challenged by the Doctor to a game of hide and seek, so it didn't count. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Unknown. I yeah. appreciate your uh, your sticking to the uh, to the narrative. I love yeah. it. Yeah, sticking to the rules of the um, game, like the Toymaker. Maybe Unknown like is the, the Toymaker. Toy oh. Can you explain to me what that racist accent was about then, please? <laughs> Unknown slash toy maker. Uh, um, Granddaddy Otaku has also just put a five pa- a five dollar donation. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, been following for a while here. First time on stream. What if fourteen becomes the creator, the curator? Sorry, in the future. Yeah. I think that is probably the way that that goes. I'd like yeah. to think so anyway. That, um, I think that's a nice way of explaining that. Yeah. Um, Making so, the curator a doctor, but not quite a doctor. Yeah, Ish. I don't know. that makes sense with the whole retirement thing because the idea of the Doctor just retiring doesn't make sense to me. But no. to have a version of the Doctor that can do that, knowing that 15 is out there doing his thing, yeah. um, is nice. I yeah. think that, that sets that up a little bit. Um, it's not quite like this uh, from like a bigger pitch perspective, but it does feel a bit like Russell is trying to give everything that came before him credence and mm. accept it and acknowledge it. This is what happened. That's all canonical, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But doing it in the most fan-brained way possible. Yeah. And maybe as a result, sort of, it's kind of demystified a lot of that stuff. Mm. And also the onus is not on, the attention is not on Shooty Gatwear appearing. Yeah. At that point. No. It's all on trying to wrap everything up and give it you know, put a, a neat little bow around it and that's yeah. impossible to do with a lot of doctor who stuff yeah um maybe the focus was in the wrong place i, th- I think that. i think so uh and i just feel like the stuff like we said earlier you know why did this old face come back i don't feel like the payoff to that was very good honestly you know no. i just just like oh <clears throat> what so you wanted to retire with the nobles oh why i don't know mm, i just i think well, I think yeah. this is it. I think the, the, the main issue I have with the whole bi-generation thing, you know, other than doing it to be something new and something different and, you know, all that sort of stuff, I just kind of feel like, well, what's the point? You know, you could have easily have done the story and just had Shooty mm. take over at the end and played catch or whatever, you know? I, yeah. It, it, just, it just felt a bit weird. I don't know. I... I yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sold. I'm not sold either. Um, yeah. So the Doctor confronts the toy maker on the landing pad. They've got the galvanic beam. Uh, and just like we suspected when we were previewing it, that is used to kill the 14th Doctor. Yeah. So he begins to regenerate. Uh, a lot of people were saying because the press copies... Uh, we're missing like the last 20 minutes that we yeah. were going to get shooty for like the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, which kind of happened, doesn't quite happen. Yeah. Uh, the regeneration starts. Yep. And the doctor asks them to, to pull on him. Mm. I thought, you know, my dad asks me to do that and he farts. I wondered if <laughs> he just needs to expel some regeneration <laughs> energy out of his ass, you know, oh, just pull my finger. Um, <laughs> 
And then it happens. The bioregeneration happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of the rumour when it emerged? And how do you think it has played out on screen by comparison? I will say thank you to the person who leaked it. Because I think had I have watched it not prepared to see it, I think my yeah. reaction would have been far more, ah, this is bloody stupid. Um, mm. And while I do still kind of think that, I am not quite so aggressive about it. Um, so <laughs> I, I was mentally prepared. I think I read it and just went, oh, right. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, I just think the it's the aftermath. It just feels a bit unclear. It's just like, well, where, you know, where does the 14th Doctor go? Does he regenerate? Do, you know, what happens to him? You know, oh, no, he's going to settle down. Well, I mean, obviously, they've already set up that he, he isn't settling down. He is taking Rose off for little jaunts to Mars and Bonnie mm. Langford off to Which is whatever. nice because, yeah, because hello, that big is finish. The doctor. Yeah, hello, big finish. And that is the Doctor, you know. That is his character. His character is a wanderer, you know. He's not the sort of person to settle down. Um, mm. So it feels weird. I I just don't really understand this idea of like, well, let's give him a happy ending. But I don't think that is a happy ending for the Doctor. The Doctor likes his life. A- he likes going off and adventuring and doing those things. That's why he does it. Otherwise, otherwise he would have settled down with... Joe Grant and the Brigadier on Earth. Well, he wouldn't, exa- he wouldn't have spent exactly. all that time trying to bugger off. I think it would have been better if we had just gone for the the Tenth Doctor didn't want to go. Yeah. And he still hasn't been able to let go of that. And yeah. now here he is. He gets his wish. He doesn't have to go. Yeah. And he can settle down with, you know, a bit of normality. But as you say, that story has been done with the Metacrisis Doctor. Yeah. So I don't know why we have to, to do it again. Um I don't know. It just sort of... And, and the thing is, there was the deleted scene. There was a deleted line in the Metacrisis bit on the beach where mm. the, do- the the real Doctor gives the Metacrisis Doctor a bit of the TARDIS and says, oh, you can grow your own TARDIS from this. It will take however long. So even mm. then, Russell was thinking of this idea of like, oh, well, why don't we have two Doctors going around simultaneously? Yeah. Um, it, it's just weird. It just seems like a weird thing, especially when you're dealing with a time travel show where theoretically Mm. all of these doctors are traveling around the universe simultaneously because they're just in different time zones and they can bump into each other at any point. It just feels like you're just adding more, more mythology that Mm. isn't really going to go anywhere. It's just going to overcomplicate things. Of the universe feel a bit overcrowded now because, you know, we don't need a, a, an in-universe canon uh, explanation for why they're bumping into each other. Like in the classic series, or even more recently, it's just oh, they've just met in each other's timeline. Yeah, and it, it does it. the The whole timeless children thing, for yeah. whatever people thought of it, at least it added a bit more mystery to and the Doctor's character to the Doctor's universe. Yes. You know, it's almost like we've gone back to basics. The Doctor still doesn't know where they're from. Yeah. To add this yeah. as a sort of continuation of each Doctor's life yeah. just makes that big empty universe the Doctor travels around mm. 
feel more overcrowded with versions of themselves. Yeah, and, this is and it. it sort of takes the magic out of what if they bump into each other? It's like, well, no, they're all kind of out there, and yeah. whether they look young or old, yeah, they're all interacting on the same level you know <laughs> it's, it seems it's the same way i feel about all these big finnish multi-doctor stories like yeah they can't be yeah. bumping into each other every week but now it seems more inevitable yes. that's going to happen which sort of takes the shine off of it you know very much so i was just going to say the same thing it seems now m- more ridiculous that they're not bumping into each other every yeah. five minutes because there's so many you know mm. we've got the timeless doctors like you said well you know, how many of these other old doctors before William Hartnell are there? We don't know. Mm. And now you're telling mm. me that all the old bastards who we thought have bloody been and gone, they're still out there doing their own thing perpetually. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. come on. You know, I mean, you know, part of me wants to say, oh, isn't it wonderful that I can think that Tom Baker's still out there now at the age yeah. of 90, dossing around with K9 and getting into scrapes. But you know within but you the- could you could before this i yeah. think this is just added a bit of unnecessary fluff to it yeah you know? i think i think sylvester's do- answer to ace of just saying like oh in some time streams you know i regenerate and some i get older you know mm. i think that that's fine or even if they'd have just added in a line saying that well uh a by regeneration just splits time around time lords and mm. it just splits the timeline so there's always you know one regeneration always continues, but, you know, through the main... I, I don't want to use Marvel Loki terminology, but, you know, you've got your mm. you've got your fixed timelines and all this and your threads. You know, the old Doctors are just threads that are, you know, straggling off from the main thing. I don't know. It's... <sighs> yeah. Someone just said, why are we trying mm. to explain time as a linear progression? Well... I kind of get that. I, I I understand. You know, we are we are trying to square this as much as it appears. Russell is trying to yeah make sense make make sense of it. But yeah, I think to leave the audience just to sort of headcanon it is fine. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's clearly something that we're just going to have to see how it develops and how how we feel about it as time goes on. And well, I'm sure you know um, it will just be something that is part of the mythos, but. Yeah, yeah, Dalek Seth has just put, apparently by regen is going to be explained down the line. Um, so when 14 regenerates, is that 15 or 16? Or when 15 regenerates, is that 16 or 17? But does that, yeah. does that now mean that every time the Doctor regenerates, it's going to be gonna like be a this? It's going to be a bi-generation? Bi- no, I can, I can see this being like a freak occurrence. Um, but now, but it's, but it's meant... But it, it sort of meant that I don't know. It's it's weird. Someone just put it should be explained in the bloody episode. Yeah. Um, someone I said think, bring Johnny, think, Johnny back. Well, let's actually we've cut. Let, we, we are talking about the bi regeneration. Yeah. So let's get Johnny in. I'll, I'll I'll call him in. Jonathan. Here we go, folks. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, apparently, there is a live stream currently going out on the Doctor Who. Uh, YouTube channel that oh. we are have been matching back and forth with viewing figures. So, oh really? This will be the thing that tips it in our favour as Johnny. Oh come on, on here we are, Johnny. You've got, a, you've got a. What's this then? You you take over. Discuss discuss by regeneration or whatever it's called. With, to discuss. Uh, okay, it's real. Johnny. Doctor Who ended in 1989. off. Oh god. Okay, Johnny, can you? Can you tell us mm. what was your immediate reaction to seeing it and how do you feel about it 
what, like two hours removed from it having happened. Do you mean just the last 15 minutes? The bi-regeneration thing, yeah. Well, I wasn't very keen. Uh, no surprises there. Um, like Matt was saying earlier, well, like you're both saying, it just seems odd. It's been done before, uh, like you said, with David Tennant previously. Um, it just feels very muddled uh, and people can be more confused. And I just think it wasn't really necessary. I think there was you know, missed opportunities there. I think, unfortunately, Shooty was overshadowed by him. That's mm. what I thought. And obviously we only saw him for 10 minutes, but I just thought he's like a little kid up to him. And obviously I know there's a big age gap between the two of them, but nevertheless, it, it didn't shine through. And you want to see Shooty now as the incumbent doctor now doing his bit. And yeah. I just thought, I'm still more focused on David Tennant because I want to know what's, what's happening with you. And this all yeah. stuff now he's going to settle down in, in the East Enders or something now and sit down with that <laughs> lot, even going to the pub and having a drink. That's not the doctor. Mm. You know, he goes off. No, like I know. Said, and like you said earlier on, there was nothing in the previous two episodes to suggest that, you know, I've had enough now mm. and I want to do something else. You mm. know, that's not the case at all. You know, you know, the beginning of that second episode, when he falls, goes into that tree, you know, you, you can see the energy in his eyes yeah. you know, when he's there tapping at that thing. Yeah. And he's all excited. Not, oh, I've had enough. And, oh, is this why I've come back? No, it isn't. Now this has right again. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> no. I, I just find that a little bit, I'm not sure. It is, I'm not convinced. I, I'm just going to read a, a comment out. Thank you, The Happy Masquerader, for uh, your donation. Uh, and Johnny, you can weigh in on, on this. It's pretty strongly implied that 14 and 15 are the same, but two points in his timeline somehow manifesting at once. Hence the comment about 15 being older than 14 and doing rehab out of order. I think it's, it's a bit too fresh. Yeah, it's a bit too <laughs> fresh for us to actually unpack what's going on. And yeah. until we find out what the bioregeneration means in like a grander sense of the show, mm. with two doctors appearing in it at once, then mm. I think we just have to sort of park the headcanon explanation for what's going mm. on. No, I understand um, that. But I think, I think you're right. It is confused. And I think mm. it did overshadow Shooty. And... Mm. Which is I a shame. Think, yeah, you know, it is a shame because, he, you know, he's, he, he really sparkled on screen. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, I think people, I was certainly thinking, well, hang on a minute, what's happening with you, David Tennant? I was more interested in him at that point. Yeah. And how is yeah. this going to wrap up? Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, I, so that's how I felt got reshooty. But obviously, you know, we'll see him in the Christmas special and see what we think there. Dancing the night mm. away. Bloody hell. They're having a great time in that yeah. club. <laughs> um... Yes. Uh, what, what did you think of the trailer? What did you think of, of uh, the upcoming story uh, with the kilt? I thought the Goblin King, whatever that great big creature was, looked like, great. Like but the, the song was shite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the, song, the song did sound shite, but... It did. <laughs> we only heard a couple of seconds. We did, but come on, honestly. Oh, but, I haven't know, even heard the but song. But it's panto season, yeah, so you know, there we go. It is panto well, exactly. season. Yeah. Yeah. true, so yeah. True. There we go. All right, Johnny, well, I thank you now, for... For that, before uh, we get well, before you get cancelled, uh, I've already, yes, I'm already uh, going to get cancelled because I said that Billy was like, "Oh, well, Bernard Cribbins couldn't do it because he was ill." He was like, "Who's dead?" dead yeah. Yeah, no, poor, poor chap. <laughs> no, but um, oh, I don't know. Let's see. I just find that this whole thing of like him sat around the table with that lot. Yeah, I just you know, and I'm, this is I'm going to put my feet up now, and I, I don't buy that with him. No, yeah, especially with that Doctor of all doctors, especially with him. Yeah, I don't buy it. No, no. Uh, 
I'm, I, I am actually and starting also, to get a bit brain fast. And also you know? David Tennant didn't buy it because when he was interviewed on that other programme afterwards, he said very yeah, little said. about it. And I thought that's very telling. He doesn't believe it. Mm. Um, mm. I'll leave you with that, viewers. Ciao for now. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, just a quick one as well. I'm seeing people, I'm seeing some stuff in the, in the uh, chat about yeah. Woke and the message and stuff like that. Um, and I'm seeing a few things... If if you're gonna say stuff like that, don't be part of this chat. Yeah. Is all I would say because uh, okay, you you know I don't want to give you a lot of attention, but just yeah, it's not this is not the place where we start talking about that. No, so you know, um, go and watch another stream. Um, yes, uh, okay, so we've so that I think that might be by regeneration covered, right? Yeah, I mean it's like if I if, think if, that's if, that if that is if it's if it's more of a time thing. If it's less of a biological thing and it's more of a time stream splitting thing, okay, mm. interesting. You know, maybe there's something there we can do. Um, mm. But I don't know. Like you said, until we get the in-universe reason and this is mm. explained a bit more, yeah, we'll just have to. We'll just have, yeah. Someone just said uh, it. You, know, like- you, you were talking. You were talking about. I'm worried about people coming on board and having the flux and the timeless child explained to them. I know. Christ, what are they going to do And now? it's like, we've just added a whole other thing now that people yeah. are going to have to get their heads around before we start. Yeah. You know? And I think this is the thing, you know, what made Doctor Who such a success when it came back in 2005 was that it was Doctor Who laid bare. You know, it was, mm. like mm. the Doctor says in the stories, like, you know, without the toys, who, what am I? Um, you know, without the TARDIS, without the Revival, what am I? And that's all that, Doctor Who needs to be. It just needs to be a bloke with his TARDIS, possibly with his sonic screwdriver, depending on uh, mm. how you feel about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, and just fighting monsters and just having good adventures, you know, good stories. Um, yeah. And I just worry that, oh, we're just, like you said, we're bogging it down with extra shit. Um, mm. And I think this... You know, I think someone on Twitter um, from Radio Times likened the story as being a finale for Doctor Who as a whole and also mm. a reboot all at the same time because obviously it reboots it for Shooty and it sort of ends Doctor Who with the 14th Doctor. But, you know, obviously that's not the point, is it? You know, it shouldn't be a finale. It should be, you know, the journey continues, the adventure continues, mm. the story continues. Uh, so it's, it's, it's weird. I... I yeah, I don't know. And I mean, as as for the Christmas special trailer, well, we'll see. Hard to gauge, you know. I'm hard to gauge. I, I, I can. I, I looked at it. Or Stel Stel saw it when she saw the trailer. She was like straight away targeting like a Disney audience for that trailer. Yeah. Don't you think it felt very fantastical and sort yeah. of, you know, lots of whimsy. Yeah. And, and obviously, the budget has been fantastic for. Yep these specials mm-hmm. but it already it was like whoa yeah shit that's a fair bit of wonga that's been chucked in oh there. yeah when you look at like the puppets and you look at the prosthetics of the for the goblins and you know the cool ship floating in the air you know i think mm. it's going to be a fun family episode uh you know which is like you, like stella said if it's ed- heading for the disney audience it's heading for the children and obviously, mm. that's who we want watching it because Annie yeah. works at a school. Johnny works at a school. You know, they're all teaching. They're both teaching secondary school kids, and they're teaching sixth formers. Um, 
Jonathan has said that, you know, his six formers are watching it because they obviously grew up with David Tennant yeah, or, yeah. you know, they can just sort of remember Matt Smith and a bit of Tennant, like watching repeats and stuff. But Annie has said that her year eights or, you know, younger, no interest whatsoever. No interest yeah. in watching it. So if this, yeah. if the Christmas special can grab the kids, then fine. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see. Sam, hello, Sam, watching this about 20 minutes down the road. Um, <laughs> I can see uh, why Disney haven't pushed these specials. Very confusing for new fans. Very much and so, yeah. The stuff that we've been told is that, like, the beast is waking up yeah. to promoting the show. Yeah. And I kind of agree, like, yeah, maybe this is just part of a weird. We. Th th this is not the right way to launch this show by pushing yeah. this no. at the forefront. There's yeah. a little bit of an archive now that people can go back and see how Shooty, Shooty Gatwa became the Doctor. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. It does seem a little bit muddled for yeah. a new audience to have all this yeah. stuff right at the start. So it, feels, it will be it interesting like to see how much more it's pushed. It feels like the 60th specials were like, right, fans, you can watch this. Everybody else, don't watch these specials because you're going to be confused. But then for you, all the normal, the norms out there, you can watch from Christmas onwards and it'll be absolutely fine. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add to this? One thing that um, Annie brought up was, um, and I agreed, was uh, the weird, the weird sort of, I don't want to call it objectification of Shooty Gatwa, really, because we see him in his underpants and then the next well, time we see yes. him, he's dancing around, you know, not scantily clad, but he's, you know, he hasn't got much on. And Oh, what you mean in, in the, the trailer? In the trailer. And there does seem to be this sort of focus on the Doctor. The Doctor. Being beautiful. It, being beautiful, yeah. And, you know, this 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 sort of sexy Doctor, which obviously I mean, we haven't look, had before. Someone just put 15 is the flirty Doctor. Well, well, as if 10 wasn't. Yes, you know, like, yeah. Um, I, 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 I do understand what you're saying there. I do yeah. think there is going to be a comment around the fetishization of... Yes, that's the good word. ...shooty as yeah. like a... Because that, that is a trope of mm. like... The, you know the the beautiful young yeah black man and that fetishization around him yeah i mean it is hard to ignore the fact that shooty gatwa is obviously very very really? handsome yeah is very very good looking he's a clothes horse you could chuck anything on him and he'll look amazing in it yeah and i don't think we need to necessarily every week acknowledge isn't he beautiful because yeah. it's obvious that he is yeah um but i think yeah added in with that line that donna said yeah. how many colours do you come in or whatever it was. It was just, it was unnecessary. Yeah. You know, not in the same way that, you know, the the in-universe explanation of the spy regeneration thing was unnecessary, but it was just an extra line of dialogue. Like, we don't need to like, no, you know, acknowledge that. That's, yeah, um, that felt weird. I was quite surprised by that. Um, mm. You know, and I think... Especially when they're on bloody Doctor Who Unleashed, saying, "Oh yeah, we've we've got to we've got to hold the program accountable for dressing up the the baddie in uh, mm. Chinese clothes." And then you have that line, and you're like, "Well, you're drawing attention to." And it was interesting actually because I read the Doctor Who magazine interview with Shooty, and he said that when he was cast, he didn't have any thought about him being the first black male Doctor. 
He said it was only yeah. until the announcement came out and the newspapers and people online were saying, oh, you know, he's the first black doctor and all this kind of stuff. Well, the first black male doctor. Um, he said, then it suddenly became, oh, is this an issue? You know, is this a thing? And I feel like by having Donna turn around and saying, oh, you come in all colours, it was like, well, you know, you know that he's, you know, it feels like he's playing into that. And I feel like that just feels weird. Um, and it doesn't really make any sense because, you know, she's got the doctor's memories. She knows about the fugitive mm. doctor. She knows about all the timeless children and all that stuff. She knows that time lords can regenerate into, you know, any race, color or creed. So mm. I don't know. It's very, very weird. Um, yeah. So, so there's some strange optics going on. There are some strange optics. There's some, again, some very strange optics in the comments as well. Oh, really? Can we just chill, chill out with all this, the message rubbish, social engineering, all oh, that, that shit. that person, is it? This is not the fucking place for you to be commenting on this stuff. If, if that's all you're going to say, uh, go and right. watch I've, I've got, I got, somebody I got, else's stream. I got rid of them. There we are. Okay, right. You know, and that, well, oh, Matt, you're censoring somebody's <laughs> opinion. How dare you? Um... Let's have a look at Twitter, God, Struth, uh, and have a look true. at what people had to say. Yeah. Clever Dick Films, really good fun. Having grown up with the show in the wilderness years, I never really thought of any of the Doctors as the current incarnation. They all sort of existed simultaneously for me. So maybe because of that, I don't find the bioregeneration as shocking as some seem to. Interesting. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I think that's a pretty good way of, of breaking that down. Yeah. I think it's... You know, as as everything is with Doctor Who, when a new development in the law comes up in the canon, it's a shock that mm -hmm. we have to sort of get over. Yeah. You know? Um and I think as things sort of develop, obviously we'll we'll settle into this being the norm. So um, is he still but I like humans? That. <laughs> oh god. I, I wondered if that was gonna be the big revelation. Um Granddaddy Otaku says, I don't really care if Shooty is black or gay or anything else as long as he brings a good performance to the doctor. We need to focus on the acting. I mean, obviously. And I yeah. think that for those moments he was on screen, he really did sparkle. I, mm. you know, I'm like, I, I, you, you are the doctor. And I, I don't think I've had quite that. We haven't even talked about Shooty's performance really, you know, as little as he was in it. Um, well, well, this is the thing. Like I, I, and like Johnny was saying, you know, I, I kind of feel like I just didn't really, I don't. I don't feel like he's the Doctor yet because I've not got to mm. see him as the Doctor. I've got to see him as this sort of, I don't know, this this weird to the side Doctor who's just taken yeah. on the mantle. Um, so I, I don't think I'll really, really get him until we see him at Christmas. Um, yes. I mean, what what do you think so far? Obviously, he's a very he's a very emotional Doctor. He's very you know. Touchy feely, you know. He was giving the doctor, the other doctor, a hug and kiss on the head and all this sort of I, stuff. I think he just he had so much energy to him to his performance, and I think yeah. when you compare that to the fact that obviously David has a lot of, um, you know, David has a lot of that in his performance as well. But I think to see a younger actor with so much vigor and just so much like, you know, he's clearly loving there, yeah, being you know performing, um. And I get that infectious enthusiasm from him. Yeah. Uh, speaking to Stell about it as well, because obviously Stell's introduction to the show was with Jodie. Mm -hmm. And um, she's kind of hoping that we see a bit more of a quirk from the Doctor in, yeah. in his performance with Shooty. And I think that is something that is evident already, is that mm -hmm. there is a sort of alien quirk to him 
maybe not quite as bogged down in, you know, emotions and feeling as yeah, the fourteenth yeah. Doctor has been. But obviously yeah. that that that's kind of relegated to these these specials. Um Frazzle says, at first I was unsure, mainly because it w- I wasn't sure what was going on or what any of this means. But as I've let it sit with me, I really, really love it. Pure RTD in the best way. Camp horrifying, emotional terrifying. Nine out of ten all round. Um Lee James thoroughly enjoyed. First part was brilliant and the second was totally mad. Things are different when the toy maker is about. Um, Sleepy Bird, that was so the hand of the Rani picking up yet another two-hearted creature for her menagerie. <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm, we did sort of I, say, oh, I, could it be Jinx Monsoon's character? Because we don't know who they're playing yet. Yes, yeah, uh, playing the Rani. And I guess <laughs> that whole, the, the theme, the, the arpeggio thing, playing into the Devil's Chord yeah. And people going mad with yes. like a tune. Yeah, as soon as that Very Devil's similar. Chord thing got announced, so I was like, oh, well, that must be yeah. the Jinx Monsoon episode, surely. Um, well then, says Oscar Great Show, that feels like something very new. My late dad would have adored it. A colourful caper of noise and chaos that told a very quiet story of acceptance, gratitude, and appreciation of life. A joyous celebration of what was and a thrilling taste of what is now. It's mm. a nice way of putting that it. Was a very I nice think way of I might it. feel closer to that when I watch it again. Yeah, I mean, like, like we've um, said, again, you know, we've only watched it once, so we've got to give yeah. it another go. And yeah. and I think what what would be nice is um, we have plans, obviously, for Christmas to cover the Christmas special, The Church yeah. on Ruby Road. Yeah. Uh, but next week um, is our usual Patreon slot where we would produce something for Patreon. I yeah. think what might be nice is if we use that as our sort of like, we've watched it again let's break it let's you know take yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of emotions and the of, of the instant reaction yeah. out of it and give it another sort of look oh, um, that's an so interesting if, idea. You, if you go to patreon.com forward slash the review of death you can join up there are dozens of bonus things that we've been working on this year has been chocker full yeah. of audio drama reviews commentaries bonus yeah. things so head over there you can enjoy all of that stuff and everything else that's to come for the rest of the year and for 2024. So maybe we'll unpack it all a bit, a bit more in detail next week. That's a good idea. Um, I like that. Yeah, Vortex J just said, a do look. a 60th overview. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think, it would be I good think to, you should, because we've, yeah. we've missed a couple of bits and bobs that would be worth yes, yeah. discussing. Um, Definitely. We can talk a little bit more about the colorization and, and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, let's have a look at a few more comments because it, it, it does seem overwhelmingly positive from what I'm scrolling through. I'm not really yeah. seeing anybody reacting not negatively like necessarily. Like us um, Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will Thomas says, not a fan of the ending at all. What a Moffat ending. Everybody has to be happy. Even the Doctor has to win and have a happy, nice life. David should have regenerated either right into Shooty when the Toymaker shoots him or in the TARDIS with Shooty and Donna. Um, while I wasn't, what well, Midwinter, Midwinter makes, who uh, gave us that amazing donation earlier, says, while I really enjoyed what we got, it felt like there wasn't enough of it. The toy maker felt like a means to an end without much substance. The hand picking up the master's tooth felt like a tap on the nose, felt a tad on the nose too. Mm. Fantastic introduction to Shooty. Already love him. Uh, Evil Dalek seventy nine. I really like the first half, but the bio regeneration just doesn't do it for me. Um, yes. So I think we've kind of unpacked everything we can yeah. without going back on, on, you know, everything we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as we've said all the way through, just worth keeping in mind, this is obviously the first time we've seen this. Yeah. Um, we're going to uh, crack into it a bit more next week on the Patreon. But as it stands right now, I was thoroughly entertained all the way through. I, th- I, oh, I don't yeah. know if I've said that yet. No. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, me as too. As a viewer, I'm, you know, all the stuff that is coming out of it as a result of the bi-regeneration and blah, blah, blah. That is something that will obviously be addressed further down the line and we'll see how it affects the show. Yeah. Not just the mainline Doctor Who, mm. but also all the spin-offs and stuff. Yeah. Um, Murray's music was superb. Really good. Yeah, um, I loved it. I thought it was beautifully directed. Yeah. Um, everybody was, was you know, performing their socks off. Yeah. Um, that, so there is, there is no... Oh, that's something Starground HQ said. Nobody has commented on the toy maker saying he refused to play with the one who oh, waits. Oh, yes. And how that's for a different story. Who is the, the one, one who, who waits? waits? The one hmm. who waits. Uh, hmm, interesting. Well, there was a whole lot of stuff about something's been waiting to come back mm. that we had leading into this one. Yeah. Um. Yes, we have spoken a lot about Neil Patrick Harris's German accent, Anna, yeah. uh, a lot. <laughs> That's right at the start. <laughs> um, um, the one who waits. The mm. one who waits. Um, no. I'm stumped. Anybody got any suggestions? Someone said Susan. She is waiting um, a long time. Maybe she's turned heel in that time because the doctor dumped her maybe. on maybe Earth she's gone and bad. Like, never came back. And she's like, oh, well, you know. Mm. Evil Dan, says Lois Lane. That's a yeah. good shout. Uh, the Tribe of Gun, the Tarim Wood Beast. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a reference to Rassilon, Omega, and the other. The One Who Waits, maybe the Minister of War, mentioned in Capaldi's era. Oh, Big right. Ron, says Big James Big Woods. Ron. I hope so. Um, wasn't the toy maker supposed to have a sister, or was it his wife? I don't know, I old think, man. I, uh, I think it's a sister. I think in the expanded universe, the toy maker's got a sister. Um, Interesting. So maybe the Jinx uh, Monsoon Levine, thing is there. Sutek, Steph Coburn, quite possibly all of those. I thought you said Ian um, Levine as if Ian Levine had left a message. <laughs> uh, you, you never know. You never, you never know. know. Maybe, I, wonder I, what, I wonder what he thought of it. I think we probably have to block him from the chat <laughs> like those other idiots. Um, um, oh, also, Adric. Yeah. He all got those references. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, you know, got to Ragnarok. Obviously there was... Ragnarok, those all those references. Were Sarah lovely. Jane, Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane, you know, you know lovely, gone. yeah, just Lesser. really nice. Yeah. Um, oh, I, look, let's. let's Someone put it's Jonathan waiting for a good seventh Doctor costume. <laughs> <laughs> the one who waits. One day, <laughs> maybe one yeah. day. Um, um, uh, one you know, thing we didn't mention was someone yes. I've seen. I've seen a few people mention it since. Maybe the fourteenth Doctor is the Watcher. Maybe he yes, goes back I, on his I, own like timelines and, you know, sorts them out when they, they look like they're going to go a bit dodgy. He goes back and sorts them out. He puts on some white gear for some reason, a bit of cotton wool, a bit of talcum powder and goes, yeah. woo! <laughs> Lurking in the background. Um, but then I mean, how does that merges, work with him stepping he, into... He merges into Tom yeah. Baker, yeah. Oh God, no, this is good. I need a chart now. I need a fucking, <laughs> an illustration of where we are and what's going on. Um, did anybody notice the shop called Grades? Old man, Ferdi, Ferdi had said. Yes, I, I, that is actually a shop there that's just called Grades that's uh, next door yeah. to 
the, uh, the toy yeah. makers shop because I wondered if it was a reference to, but it isn't. Um, uh, Jonathan just WhatsApp me and said, uh, "It's the waiting room from Happiness Patrol." Is Helena here? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If only, bloody and, hell! And Gizmo um, is going to play Fifi. We've already decided. Gizmo here first, folks. Gizmo it was born to play that role. Yeah. <laughs> born to play Fifi. He's a horrible um, bastard in real life, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, do you want to share some final thoughts and then we'll we'll peace out? Um, yeah. Uh, like you said, I was thoroughly entertained throughout, just like you were. And I thought, you know, production-wise, it was very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. The ending, like you said, is something that we're going to have to come back to and think yeah. about and... You know, I like you said, I don't think this... We're not going to have a, a, a definite yay or nay opinion on this, really, until it gets explained further down the line. Um, yeah. But obviously, initial thoughts, you know, we were both a bit like, oh, really, are we doing this because it's just making things a bit yeah. extra muddy? Um, but, uh, oh, someone just said Western Supermare got a mention too. It did get a mention. Did uh, it? Can we not use the term companion? It makes it sound like we just park him on the beach at Western Supermare. Oh. And then Donna turning to um, Shirley and saying, is Park defensive? Yeah. Uh, which, yes, I think it probably is, mm. uh, Donna. Yeah. You seem to have slipped into an alt-right kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, sense. non-PC persona in this episode, which yeah. is a bit strange. Maybe the giggle was actually affecting you yes. more than you thought. <laughs> that's, um, that, that's the headcanon. There we are. That's how we explain it away. <laughs> sorted. Um, um, yeah, so it was, wow. it, it was, yeah, there we go. That was the 60th anniversary um crazy stuff crazy yeah after all that it's been and gone bonkers um well i'm looking forward to rewatching it again and i'm sure whilst uh we have our supper now we're probably going to rewatch probably the last 15 minutes i want to watch the last 15 minutes just to get a get a look at shooty gatwa um not in that way um just to get a look (laughs) at his performance and see what he's like and uh yeah if you're a member of the patreon you'll get to see what we think a bit more detail next time. Yeah, um, and we've been talking in the Discord as well since yeah. the the show wrapped. So there's a really lovely little community that's that's built up on the uh, yeah. on the Discord. So if you fancy getting involved in that and chatting to us on there, then please do. Um, we post a lot of updates and stuff on the Patreon too. Yeah, like I said before, loads of commentaries, loads of really cool bonus things. Um, this has kind of been our first full year of doing all that. Yeah, which has been amazing and it, it, when you look back at the volume of stuff we've done this year it's crazy we've done a lot um, of stuff yeah because i was just putting the list together for the roddies and i was like oh my god <laughs> I, you know between q a's and commentaries and shit it's like basically every other week there is something, something there? we've put out yeah yeah so uh, we've it's got almost our own universe week. going on <laughs> we've got our own universe developing over on the patreon so go <laughs> yeah. and check it out guys if you fancy it'd be lovely to see you over there and Next time, yeah, on what the are we doing next? Yeah, is going to be our review. We're getting festive oh, of a story we've actually reviewed already, Matt. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I was uh, thinking about it earlier today. I was like, I wonder what he's going to come up with. And I was like, oh, I've got a bloody horrible feeling. Uh, is is the horrible feeling maybe that involves a certain river song in the title? Uh, <laughs> uh, so no. Thursday, the twenty first of December, twenty twenty three, the first of our two part Christmas coverage episode 69 and it deserves to have a, a number like that attached to it uh <laughs> it's the husbands of river song um so that will be our first proper christmas thing the church on ruby road will be episode 70 um wow. that is going to come out quite a few days after the fact i'd imagine not massively it's not we're not, not going to wait no. a week 
I, into I was, the new year for it I, to come I, out. I was but, saying this to Annie earlier on. I was like, I wonder how we're going to do the Christmas special because I don't I, think I've got, any yeah. of us are going to be in a position to stream on Christmas Day and go, what do you think of that? I don't think we are, are we? <laughs> uh, I'll be relaxing on a beach. It's weird. Christmas here in New Zealand is weird. It's not cold and miserable. It's sunny and beautiful and everybody's happy. It's very strange. Very um, odd. Don't like it. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I'm getting my head around it. Um, so yeah, that is the plan for December for the last week of December is we'll do <laughs> Husband's River Song and then we'll do the church on Ruby Road next Thursday, the 14th, um, which will get recorded in the next couple of days, I guess. After we've had an opportunity to watch the story a second time, yep. we're going to do a big wrap up of the 60th anniversary and uh, a kind of re-evaluation of the giggle from a second viewer's perspective. Yeah, uh, And also we'll do all the rest of the, yeah, the 60th stuff. So head on over to the Patreon. We'll take Q&A questions from there. I'll put mm -hmm. a post up on there now so cool. that Patreons can start to submit questions for that Q&A asking about the special and anything else to do with the 60th anniversary. Um, and yeah, that is that is that. That is the plan going forward. Wow, lovely stuff. We've got a very packed Christmas coming up. And uh, a few people have asked in the comments, will we be doing more live streams like this in the future? Well, you all seem to enjoy it. And I think we've had a nice yeah, time doing it. So I I've had a think, fabulous time doing it. I, I think maybe think, we need a moderator to get rid of the assholes. Yes, uh, we might have to Because I'm quietly sat here, like, frothing at what I'm seeing in front of us and not being able to do anything about it. Yeah, sorry so don't, about You that. don't want to acknowledge it. No, no, it's fine. You don't want to acknowledge it because you don't want to feed them. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's just like a, a quiet ban before they even realise that they've been muted or banned or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Looking yeah. at the comments is maybe all we need to do. So um, uh, people are putting themselves up to moderate Johnny yeah. for mod. Absolutely not, because he would be promoting those posts <laughs> from those racists. <laughs> um yeah, let's let's have a think about that. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we will have a look in the Discord at somebody who come on board and mod for us. Yeah, I don't know that how that might works. Be cool. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know I, either. I we'll have to, go, have to look I'll into have to that. I'll go into work and ask the Oxcast yeah. how that works. Ask the weirdos they, there yeah, how it they, works. They know how to do it. Um, I'll, maybe I'll because around. Macro gave us like the most donations, Macro just automatically becomes mod. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Give us money and we'll we'll make you we'll let you join the crew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, we will see you all next time. Enjoy the episode if you're watching it again. And uh, yeah, see you all next time for more of this Doctor Who madness that we call the Review of Death. Love to you all. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.